everybody, welcome back. It's episode 288 of the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And we wish we had better news to report. Steelers are 1-3 and three and they're going into a four-game stretch, which is going to be a bitch. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and they're going to do so with a rookie quarterback making his first start this week in the friendly confines of what in the hell do they call that thing up in Buffalo? Uh, Highmark Stadium. Well, it's Highmark, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like the new era stadium better. Wait, it's Highmark Stadium too? It is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh, the same yeah. Highmark of uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh soccer, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Uh, so those, those Highmark folks are getting Anybody having tequila and, tonight uh, or is it just me? Uh, well, I, I believe you. it's just you. I would I like to welcome in whiskey uh, right now. Welcome in our uh, our couple of viewers, and I'm sure we'll have more. The link has been posted, and uh, just once again, hey, I, I I thought I posted on YouTube. Maybe it's not coming through here, but take a photo of us on your computer. We just lost Ben. I don't know where the hell he went. <laughs> Please, uh, <man. laughs> he's he's out, man. Uh, take he's a photo of us play. on your laptop, your tablet, whatever, and and post it to your social media, and uh, use the hashtag uh, SCB Podcast, and I'll be more than happy to send you a little gift basket, if you will, from us. Oh, well, there he is! What the holy hell happened? No idea. Oh, well, okay, all right. Technology. Got a lot. Ben was out faster than Mitch Trubisky. Oh, all right. Go, let's go. Let's smart go. mouth. Let's get right to it. Ian, did Mike Tomlin make the right call on Sunday, oh, God, going course, to yes. the rookie God, after yes. halftime? Uh no, he should have started him. The whole game would have been better. So <laughs> after halftime, wow. Mark asked after halftime, he should have mm-hmm. started him. No, it was absolutely the right call. Trubisky was not getting it done. Trubisky's best play of the first half was getting lit up by a defensive lineman so Boswell could kick that field goal at the end. Uh, <laughs> That's right. 59 yards. Yes. I yes, mean, which was yeah. insane. So, uh, no, actually, like Trubisky didn't get any help from his receivers, right? No, that's his interception came off of Deontay Johnson's hand. If Deontay gets both feet down in the back of the end zone, right? You know, maybe it's a different story, but right. does he come back out if he gets both feet down in the end zone? And if he catches that pass instead of it being an interception, are we talking about Mitch starting another game and, and us going, oh, Well, you know, he's not good, he's not bad, he's just kind of Mitch, and I don't know, it's a completely really different narrative. If, yeah, if, if Deontay, uh, I mean. There. Yeah, completely. And and if he makes a catch to begin with, instead of it being an interception, I mean, the first three interceptions of the game bounced off of Steelers wide receivers' hands. Very yeah. catchable balls. Yep. yep, could have been a completely different game. I, I, I Should have been a completely different game. Yeah. yeah. The the bottom line though is Mitch wasn't putting the ball in the end zone. The one time he got it into the red zone. He took a sack, and Boswell had to kick like a fifty-one-yard field goal right. instead of like a much shorter field goal. Yeah. Mitch we, took uh, sacks at the worst possible times. Ian and Mark and, and I were were texting during the game, and and you hit the nail on the head. Mitch, well, takes, thanks, guys. Yeah, piss off. <laughs> Actually, we do have your number now. I should probably be texting you too. Um, it started because Mark and I were both at the game. We were at the game. And right, Ben yeah. texted both of us, and we and just was like, kept hey, replying. Hey, so let me know when Renegade for... plays. So 
they were going to let me know. And then it was just, it kind of snowballed from there. And it was like, Mitch takes a sack on third and whatever. And it's like, Mitch takes sacks at the worst possible fucking time. And I'm like, yes, what the fuck? <laughs> so really, Ryan, it's Ben's fault. Pretty yeah, much. Abs- absolutely. Pretty much. Sorry, um, Ryan. Now you're fine. Yeah, I'm so really Scarps, in your uh, your humble opinion, did uh, did Tomlin make the right call going to to pick it there? Uh, I'm just, you know what? Here, here's my whole thing about this. I I have I gotta trust my gut here, and uh, we'll talk about predictions later. But I, sometimes oh, yeah. I feel like sometimes I feel like I I don't trust my gut on this show because um, I don't want people to think I'm too negative. But uh, I'm, I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be real. Just be um, tactful about your negativity. I'm just Ryan. gonna be. I'm gonna be real. Um, I I I truly think Tomlin thought. And listen, I want to say I respect Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin was good to me. He's a good dude. Um, I he's gonna be in Canton. Don't at me. That is the truth. I think he's a great coach. But I can't help but think that in the back of his mind is that non-losing season streak. And I think that he thought I need to go to Kenny Pickett here right now because he is going to win me the game. But little did he know that his defense is garbage. <laughs> oh, we'll get to hey, that. Uh, hey, Mark, you need to post Big Ben Burner's Big Ben's Burner that comment. Which one? Oh, come on, the Big last Ben's one. Burner. Give me a break. Oh, there you go. Give, yeah. me, give me a break. <laughs> Um, I like how this has become Ryan's thing that he's all right. <laughs> and, but, but, and, and you know what? So, so, so Tomlin trusted his gut. Like I'm going to trust mine and look what happened. They moved the ball efficiently. They got some splash yeah. plays on defense, but then the defense reared its ugly head. And uh, now they're one and three. Um, so getting back to your question, did he make the right move? Yes, he made the right move, but it didn't turn out the way he had hoped. And now the tooth, as he would say, the toothpaste is out of the tube, you know, the cow's out of the barn or whatever, whatever, whatever saying you want to say. And there's no way you can go back to Mitch now. And they're they're not. So, I I mean, is that a bad thing, though? I mean, no, it's not. It's not a bad thing. I don't think it is. It's not, it's not, it's not a bad thing. However, let's just say they lose their next four games and Kenny Pickett isn't that great or doesn't look that great. What does that do to his confidence? I don't know. Ben Roethlisberger won his first 15 starts, right? Right. No, 13. He only started 13 games his rookie year. Yeah. Right. But, but he, but wasn't it 15 regular season starts before he lost? Yeah. They ended up going 15 and one. Um, but Tommy started one of those games after Ben came in for them against the Rats, and they won one game. Or wait, but yeah, Tommy wait. started one game after after. Yeah, ben he started week eight, uh, seventeen. It, it was, uh, yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, yep. it was the Bills JV team that needed to win to get into the playoffs, and they couldn't mm-hmm. do it because Bettis didn't play, Deuce Staley didn't play. Like yeah. that was the Willie like, Parker breakout game. Cower benched everybody who was nicked at all. Everybody who had a scratch. Cower benched them. Yeah, and shameless plug, that was uh, Gordon's uh, feature on Steelers history this week, too, as he went back and looked at that game where it was was essentially our our JV squad because we had uh, home field already wrapped and uh, still went into Buffalo and won that game. Uh, They had won six in a row. 
that said the the broader point that ryan was trying to make though is also correct because ben won those 13 games in 2004 and then the first two games in yes. 2005 yeah. so he won his first 15 regular season games correct so Amundo. both of you are correct so, correct so, yeah so ben i don't, did, I don't know did, where you are on my screen no you're did, over there did, did tomlin get it right oh yeah i mean yeah, yeah. i mean it just I, i'm sorry it just it, I, I mitch Mitch was just not doing what he needed to do, and, and no. the team was not moving the ball, and and he was fucking up in clutch moments where, like, you know, no you got a clock, you got to have a clock in your head because they're coming with a blitz. You got to get rid of the ball. Yep. He wasn't stepping into the pocket; he was stepping around it and walking into pass rushers. I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? God. No, yeah. it was uh, it was frustrating as hell. There, yeah, it, 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 yeah, Scarps. No, their their uh, clock management and uh, sense of urgency. Oh, don't get heading into halftime is mind-boggling. Because if not, and you're right, Ian. If not for if not for Mitch taking that shot, they wouldn't have gotten that ball. They wouldn't even been in position. And last thing, last thing I want to say about Mitch was, and I and I and 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 yeah, okay. okay. It's it's been a it's been a minute or two. Yes, I do agree. I do think Kenny Pickett provides this team with the 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 spark or whatever, and I think mm-hmm. he, he puts them in a position Sparkle. to to win to win games. He's their best option. But I will say that I arguably what I thought was the best play call of the year and best throw of the year from Mitch to George Pickens on that play action fake and Sauce Gardner was just all over it. Because as soon as he let, as soon as he let go of the best ball, throw of the year, really, by by Mitch, I thought the ball was inside and short. And you're serious about that? That was his best throw of the that season. That was a really good throw. I thought it was shit. I'd have to go back I, and I'm look. I'm not sure which sauce one. on that. I'm complimenting the sauce. I get, sauce I, I get is, the the, the he's gonna be was great. Up. And there Mitch was a safety got lost right in there. The sauce. And there was okay. a safety right there. I thought it was a terrible decision at the time. I'll go back and I'll watch it again. But okay. I have to watch the tape. But I, yeah. I thought the ball was was short and inside, and that if he'd thrown it high and outside, there was a chance that maybe Pickens could have gotten. I was there. close. Maybe. I was close to the, to the out of bounds though. Yeah. It I was. It I was at the game. It looked like just a really good defensive play to me. I mean, that, that's all. The coverage know. was there, man. And yeah. Sauce Gardner is is a he, great. He's corner. legit. It's he the last is. time I defend Mitch. I'm just saying. Absolutely yeah. legitimate. Uh, Ian, well, what you should do right now is go ahead and defend Mason. How's he doing that? Oh, for God's sakes. Uh, Ian, you were there. And, yes. Um, as I you. would like your take on the electricity of that place when Pickett came in to start the second half. Uh, it, you've been to way more games than I have. What What would you compare it to? Did it rank somewhere or was it just a nice I mean, give me an idea. There was there was buzz. So so full disclosure, Mark and I met up at halftime in yep. the Great Hall, um, oh. and we both had our sons there. Um, so on our way back to our seats, um, you know, my son was like, Two "Daddy, beers each." Yeah, no. Let me tell my no. story. Um, no, my, uh, my, my son was like, "Dad, can we stop in the bathroom before we go back?" So we go in, you know, get right in, whatever. Guy in line. Next to me says, hey, Pickett's coming in. And, and he's like looking at his phone, which is kind of a 
wrong thing to do in the bathroom, but whatever. I was like, <laughs> really? And he's like, yeah, like, look at the ESPN app. Like, they say Pickett's coming in, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, so I was like, all right, buddy, let's go. So we, like, busted ass out of the bathroom and, uh, you know, ran up to our seats so that we could see because we could hear the radio call that the Jets got the ball first and they punted. And we we're like, all right, let's go. Like, we washed our hands. We're getting up to our seats. Like, let's go. And, like, you know, he was in there and the crowds, they hadn't even announced it yet, right? Wow. And the crowd's chanting, Kenny, Kenny, yep. Kenny. And then, like, they announce it and the crowd goes, like, you know, now at quarterback number eight, Kenny Pickett. And the crowd goes wild. Um, I mean, man, I would say, you know, other than Ben's last game, last year yeah that was that was the most lively and electric that place has been since since before ben's elbow injury i mean so that's going back to 2018 yeah um you know that that long um you know the 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 place was hopping it was jumping it was exciting um you know and it was kind of funny that like i i posted the video on twitter too that i i took from my phone um but you know the first snap they hand off to Najee and he gets like seven yards and a guy behind me yells the offense is already better it's <laughs> like they ran a running play but the line got good push and Najee got good yards so it was kind of like hey, you know maybe. How, well, so, but sorry yeah. Ian. yeah go ahead go yeah that's i have other thoughts on picket but go ahead ryan yeah, well, you... so two things i was doing i want to i was i was doing a variety of household tasks um and During only, the Steelers game? What the hell, man? It was halftime. Oh. It was halftime. And I figured, I was like, okay. Yeah, okay. I was like, I got 15 minutes. Okay. And like, so by the time I got back downstairs to the TV, not only did I miss the Jets three and out, I'm like, holy shit. I was like, <laughs> I was like, did Mitch die? Like, is he dead? You know? And then I saw it. Um, oh, shit. I forgot the second point. Oh, but then get back to that first drive. Three straight runs the nage, and then they fucking went for it on fourth and one yeah. on their own, yeah. like and I'm like, 38 yard line. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, damn you, Big Ben's burner. Everybody, everybody's a tough critic tonight. Okay. You know, you know, everybody's a tough <laughs> critic. But and then I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh my God, like, like I literally talked last week about this team lives in their fears, and then like Tom like just did like a nod, you know? <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, they're going for it. Like, yeah. He looked like a veteran going in there in the sneak. I, so let's, let's let's talk about right, that right, real wait, quickly. I have, a, I have another is, thought. Is actually. Mike Tomlin growing as a coach? Because I didn't expect this switch this early. No, he was he was desperate. He needed to. Um, I don't think he was no. desperate at all. I don't think he was worried about it about a, a winning season. Non- He's I think never talked about. That, I think they've the got a succession plan in place, and the plan wasn't working. And so they're like, "Okay, well, the plan's not working. We're going to have to." Isn't that desperation up. a little bit? No, yeah. not at all. It's like it's not like Tomlin's worried about his job. Oh, I know. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, all right, I, I I gotta finish my thought from before. Mark asked me when the last time the crowd was that loud, and I said 2018. Um, but I will specifically say Joe Hayden's interception against New England Brady. in 2018. Oh, that was yeah. the last time that stadium had been that hyped up. Really? I, yes. Just real quick to piggyback on Ian. We we got back other than our, Ben's last game. We I, I told my son, I said, Hey, I'll get in line, I'll get us, you know, some nachos or something, whatever. And and so he went to the seat and and he texts me, and all I see is Kenny in all caps. I'm like, I'm like, no way. And he's like, seriously, he's in. 
So I looked up behind the concession, and there's the, the, the TV, and sure enough, he's coming out of the field. I got out of that line so fast, I'm like, screw it. And I went, we got in our seats just in time to see him. Uh, so, yeah. There was a line for beers at, at the, in the club seats? I know. Do you, do you believe that? I kind of am surprised. There's lines everywhere at that stadium, man. Wow. I heard it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, did, I'm honestly surprised. Like, nah, were, it was, well, this when was I went, kind there of were the, no lines. But then again, it was a Monday night game. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, Fewer people. The, Ben, uh, so a school bit, night. Good, good question by Big Ben's burner in the chat. Did Tomlin give yeah. in to the crowd? I don't. I, I'm going to say no on that one because yeah, the crowd think... really only had like one Kenny chance. There was the one big half. one. One yeah. big one. Not, not but, to mention the fact that I mean, does Tomlin really give a shit what the crowd thinks? I don't think so. I don't no, think he not does. what the crowd thinks. No, it's. I think. I think Tomlin, as the coach, has his finger on the pulse of his team. Right. And he could tell yes. that his offense was basically full of malaise and and exactly needed, he, they needed something to change and mitch wasn't it and the biggest thing for me that stood out with pickett like that out on the field he looked like you expect a six-year veteran to look and trubisky looks like you expect a rookie to look right like trubisky if you watch him between plays he he's looking at his wrist thing gets the call goes into the huddles like all right guys here's the play let's go right Pickett's out there directing guys around, grabbing guys. Hey, you're you're going off. We got subs coming in. These guys yeah. are coming in. Come on, Great get in the points. huddle. You it's, know, okay, huddle up. Like he's out there directing traffic. It's, it's like 2019. what you expect a veteran to do. Yeah, it's 2019 all over again. Only it's not it's not Duck Hodges who was not a very talented guy, but he comes in. He's fearless. He's commanding guys. He's pushing it, them. Yep. He's telling where to go. He knows it, where he wants to go to the ball. Yeah. He just can't do it because he's Duck body. Hodges. The body language is just night and day, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's all I mean, even like like when we when Kenny got smoked on that throw to uh Muth in the middle. Yep. Yeah, and he, he got stands up, up and, and like, like talking to the guy. Yeah, I, don't, awesome. I don't even know like, like I think they were having a laugh, is what I they think were it doing. was a laugh. Like yeah. I think they got probably, like, you gotta hit like probably like well, good hit, but like you know, good yep. hit or like you gotta hit me harder next time. But like like Mitch was so like like robotic that yes. it was like and and even when like and I, and I, and it, I I don't know maybe I'm wrong here but like I feel like I feel like it definitely bended but I feel like Mitch like like a, a wide receiver you know put his arms up or say some shit Ben would be like Ben you know, maybe you might not hear it on the on the mics but Ben would be like shut the fuck up you know what I mean yeah and then yeah. but like and Mitch would Mitch would just be like okay but like I picture like Pickett being like shut the fuck up. Like, like, here, like, yeah. and, and, and you do need that. So again, like I'm, I'm happy for Pickett. I'm, I'm ex- I, again, I'm excited. I'm, I hope, I hope he does well. It's just, it's just, un- oh, that's a, that was a terrible. Throw. Anyway, but it, no, it, we'll no. see. It was incredibly obvious. Yeah. That Mitch that has the personality of Eli up. Manning, not Keanu Reeves. Or Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's like a, it's like a wet mop. Like, it's like, huh. uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, I know Kung Fu. Lori Petty, I love you. Let's go, sir. But but I think I think that got backed up too by what Pickett said after the game too, right? That you know he says, "Oh, hey, like I trust my receivers. You know, anytime I've got Chase Claypool one on one with the safety, I'm going to take that shot." And I told Chase after the play, "Like, keep your head up. I'm going to come back to you in that situation. Like, just do better next time." Right? Like you, you never heard that from Trubisky all year. You know, he's like, like, maybe try and high point the fucking ball. Well, yeah. Chase Claypool's 6'4", 230, and he plays he like he's 5'10", 180. I've ever seen a, but, adjusting to yeah. a football. 
What it, the hell it, was that? I, I, I don't know. Let's examine that right after I tell all of our friends about downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and using promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Yeah, what the hell is it with Claypool? I I mean, he's six foot five. The man is built like a Greek god. Yep. And and he just he, he's not a dog. We Canadian watched dog. him. We watched him bully corners in college. And yes. We expected the same thing when he came to the NFL, and he just isn't doing it. I don't. I don't understand it. No, I, I don't either. I don't either. It, it's just somebody had a great photo of that play where he literally he's like this and he had both hands on the ball right you know why aren't you going and snatching why did you that? step forward take yes. a step forward and high point the ball i mean here that's like that's like bit like i don't i'm an only child and even i know like that's big brother shit you do you know what i mean yeah. like, or yeah I, that safety, that safety is five nine. That <laughs> safety is five nine. And he picked him off. You know yeah. the throw. Let's be real. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be too critical of Pickett, but that wasn't the best throw. No, it wasn't. It, wasn't. it was a little short. It was a little bad. Short, but, high. but yep. it ended up being a 50-50 ball that yes. Claypool absolutely has to fucking I'm, catch. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna versus trust. a guy who's seven inches shorter yes. than him, I'm and he outweighs trust. him by fifty pounds. Yep. I'm gonna trust my receiver to use make your play body. Box the guy out. High point I, the ball. Please, and listen, and here's the, the irony of it is that I think Claypool has handled handled himself very well this year. I agree. Um, he seems to have a sense of urgency. Like he seems to have, to have learned from his past mistakes. Um, you know, the Minnesota game where he's celebrating a first down or whatever. Yep. Um, yep. But I have to laugh because the irony is that he's only regressed. Since he was Maple Tron, remember that? Like, oh, it's yeah. like, oh, he's Calvin Johnson. I'm like, what? Like, that's why. That's why everybody's high on Pickett right now. Just relax. Like, like, let's yeah. not jinx the guy. Let's just let him do right? what he gotta do. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and let's not forget with Pickett, like. Ben Roethlisberger as a rookie was an anomaly, right? Usually rookies come in, have some growing pains, right? Peyton Manning threw 28 interceptions his rookie year, which was a record until Jameis Winston happened. Um, But, you know, like usually there's some growing pains. And I'm not saying that Kenny Pickett's going to be Peyton Manning, but like don't expect him to come in and be Justin Herbert right away. Justin Herbert lost his first what four or five games as a rookie, and Justin he's actually Herbert's never recovered. A, a bad, yeah, he's having a bad. He still loses, but yes. he's really good. Oh, Justin Cannon, but he still loses. Justin Herbert still has a losing career record in the NFL because he lost his first career games and has basically been a 500 quarterback since then. So yeah. you know, like, but don't expect Kenny Pickett to come in and be what Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are right now. Maybe yeah. he can grow into that. Maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Set. We'll I set hope either. he can. But, uh, you know, you got to give the kid time to grow, too. He's not going to come in and do it all right away. Ben Roethlisberger no. winning 15 games, his first 15 yeah. games was an anomaly. That never happened before and probably will never happen again. Probably never happen again. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I, I wanted to jump ahead real, real quick. Did 
did the Steelers play Renegade too soon Sunday? They played it early in the fourth, right after we went up by ten. Recently, recent there I'm I'm it's online. Somebody look it up. Recently, they did like a an analytics about yeah. when when they play Renegade, right? And it actually isn't as impactful as you think. Oh, it's not. The defense gives up points more often than you think. Like even when I worked there. Well, later on when I worked there, we would joke and be like, oh, they played Renegade. <laughs> the Bengals are going to score a touchdown here. <laughs> like, so, like it was like, ah, no, I mean, like, like it, like it used to be ba- like, it used to be like, like money. 2000, 2008, 2009, yeah. 2010. It was, it was money in money. the bank. Yes. Unless it was Joe Burnett dropping an interception off Bruce Gradkowski in 2009. <laughs> oh, that hurt. I just, I, I remember. I blocked was, that game out. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, sorry, man. Memory, first drink in like surface. 14 days. It's been, it's it's all been good. real. It's all good. I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I, I love Renegade. I think it's a great moment. I, yeah, I totally, it's great for the crowd. It fires yep. everybody up, gets everybody into the game. That's that's the only real impact. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it would be nice if if the fans could maintain that energy throughout the fourth. Did they play it too early? I don't know. After they played it, they gave up two long drives. The first yep. one was 11 plays, 81 yards, and yep. ended in a touchdown. And then the next one was 10 plays and 65 yards and ended in another touchdown. Yeah. And I think it just – nothing to do with Renegade. I, just, no, I, I, just... I think it just has to do with the fact that this is a pressure scheme. The Jets made some adjustments to the pressure that the Steelers were getting, the little bit of it, mm-hmm. and denied them the ability to get pressure – on those two drives. And when you do that, it's easy to throw against the zone defense, the zone schemes. They run behind that pressure front. Well, and look, I think Wilson, I don't, he did a very good job getting out of pressure. Uh, he did, but they also ran some play action. That the Steelers were biting on. Yes. Like really biting hard on. And for sure. For sure. And, but, you I know, Highsmith had him a couple us. times. Reed had us. him a couple, you know, uh, so I, I, I give the kid credit for that. Uh, ben, he played better in the know. second half. First half, yeah. he played awful. He Agreed. was terrible. Ben, Agreed. you you mentioned earlier about Tomlin evolving as a coach, and again, I I I think Tomlin is a great coach, Hall of Famer. Um, but I'm going to tell you this right now: <laughs> for a guy that that came here as the defensive coordinator, their defense has failed them so many times this year. Um, and they're about to go up against a, a, a stretch of teams that are really good offensively. And I, I didn't think that defense was was that good last year. I think they have three guys that are stars. Oh, they yeah. have they have a couple of other guys this year that you know that are solid players more than they had last year. Well, people but get wrapped got, up in the stacks. I they've think got, too much. But they've got some guys in key positions that are not that great, especially their outside corners. Right, not that great. Their right. depth at outside linebacker, not good. Their depth along the the defensive line, not good. Um, you know, somebody pointed out earlier that Cam Cam looks like he's hit the wall. Well, I don't think it's Cam's hit the wall. I think that Cam has got a couple of injuries and he's playing hurt, and it shows. He's elbowing an ankle right he now. He has one. He has one tackle for loss. Yeah. Without TJ. Yeah, he's not. It's it's much easier to play against Cam and scheme against Cam when TJ's not in there. You can just double Cam all game long. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. Know, so and he becomes a non-factor because it's like, yeah, we these guys on the edge, 
We can go one-on-one with them. We've got our best offensive lineman over here against Highsmith. We'll take our chances. This guy over here, Malik Reed, eh, whatever. Which brings me to my next point. I agree with that comment, by the way. Is it a better idea? Is there a better option than Reed right now? Should we we be playing Leal more often? Because I got to be honest, I thought he looked pretty damn good on Sunday. I agree. He did, and they would they ran this set a lot in the first half where if they got basically a stop or an incompletion on first down on any second and long situation, it was almost like a 4-3 kind of look where yeah. they kept Highsmith in, brought Leal in on the other side, and had Cam and either Ogunjobi or Alu-Alu or somebody yeah. else on the yeah. inside. Um, and sometimes... Uh, you know, and sometimes when Travis Adams too. So, so it was, you know, well, actually, no, they would take Adams out and bring Leal in. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, they br- brought Leal in for the other pass rusher on the other side. For right. Me. So, right. yeah, but it was, um, no, Leal played really well. And I thought he played great. Yeah. yeah he he played great. Now, and granted, he was playing against point. like a fourth team right tackle or whatever. Yeah. So when the Jets lost to... their other right tackle during the game, too. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to say. That it, you know, it's legit, and not a mirage. But when they put a, a tight end on him, oh my god, he abused those guys. I mean, it was it was pathetic. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. was like grabbing them and going. Yeah. Well, and, went... and at some point, like we have right, we and Steelers Twitter has rightfully criticized Matt Canada for the dog shit offense for the first three games. But at some point, Terrell Austin deserves some criticism too because the defensive scheme. Yeah, like you said, Ben, it's set up and predicated on pressure. But if you're not getting pressure, you have to adjust later in the game. You can't keep leaving these shallow crossing or not shallow cross middle crossing routes wide open. They're playing. They're they're dropping their guys into a short zone, like five to eight yards off the line, and those like nine to fifteen yard routes have been wide open all season. And you just got to find the holes in the zone, and it's it's not working. And they went out and got guys that are cover corners and they're sticking them in zone schemes. It makes no sense. Agreed. Like Terrell Austin. You've, you've got to switch to a, to a cover scheme. Mm-hmm. When you find yourself in those situations, yeah. you got to mix it up. Well, that or you got to disguise your coverages. It can't be as obvious as it was all game. Well, yeah, most of the game, certainly well, in the second the half, yeah. certainly in the second half, you knew what they were going to run behind that front. Yeah. Like every damn snap. And, and, and maybe, you know, lining Arthur Millette up on Garrett Wilson's a bad idea. Just yeah, there's that. But maybe that. what what choice do you on have? On third really? down. I mean, you've got Sutton. Well, you can't move him in. Well, depending on the uh, depending on the uh, uh, injury report uh, this week. Oh. It's entire secondary. Oh, yeah. It well, might be tough. I but, mean, you've got uh, – Witherspoon's the only guy who's not practicing still, and that's right. his hamstring, and I, I don't expect him to play. But everybody else has been limited. I would think that everybody will play. Edmonds will, will is they in play, protocol. Will they play at one hundred percent? Oh, Minka's in protocol, but he's practicing today, so I expect him to play. No, no, Edmonds no, is Minka's in protocol. Got a knee. Minka's got a knee, excuse right? Me. Yes, excuse me. Uh, Edmonds yeah. is in protocol, but right. he practiced today. I expect him to play. Minka, he played. He's practiced. They're limited. I expect him to 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 practice tomorrow again and play on Sunday. Now, I'm not saying these guys are going to be at one hundred percent. And I no. certainly am not saying that they can keep pace with the Bills passing game. Even if they were healthy, it'd be tough to do, to be perfectly honest. But it's not as as 
awful. It's not as bleak as, as Steelers fans have been making it seem this week. Nor is it as good on the offensive side with right. Kenny coming in. I mean, come on, guys. You know, it's so a rookie. One, can I, one final point about the defense, if I can. Sure. Or just tell me to screw off. But yeah, um, screw off. The, okay. But no, uh, the thing that concerns me is that players have talked about scheme uh-huh. as in the last three games. We uh-huh. out schemed, out schemed. Uh-huh. Which to me reminds me of this, you know, 16, 17, 18 seasons where they're like, oh, there was miscommunication. (laughs) Well, either way, it ain't good. So, so again, and getting back to, we were talking about Tomlin, like, you know, I haven't been in that building in, you know, five years now, but like, I'm interested. I'd love to know, like, what Tomlin's input is on that defense, especially late. Like is because we've been told a variety of things. Remember last year, they're like, "Oh, Keith Butler doesn't call the coverages." Right. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, you know, you know." So it's like, "Well, who's actually calling the plays?" Like, well, either way, Tomlin's got all the calls in his headset. So if he doesn't like a call on the field, he can overrule it. By the way, this game on Thursday night is shit. It is so terrible. <laughs> and then next week. We got the commanders at the Bears. So <laughs> the next time somebody wants to talk about Thursday night football and how it makes money, uh-uh. I mean, it does. Well, yeah. it does, uh, but it's poop stains. Just uh, Ian, who's going to benefit the most with Kenny Pickett starting at quarterback? Besides the fans. <laughs> um, besides, besides besides the fans and the radio host that get to just drop hot takes all the time um no honestly i think it's the um i think it's the wide receivers um you know i okay. think you know george pickens especially um and pat fryermuth i would say oh, i know fryermuth's tight end not a receiver but I'd say pickens mm-hmm. and fryermuth fryermuth and and pickett seem to have this really good rapport together it's it's not quite like Ben Roethlisberger and Heath Miller, but like Friermuth, Friermuth, I but think it could become that it could become, but, but yeah, Friermuth last year was starting to get there that like he could kind of do that read Ben's mind thing that like Hines and Heath and those guys could always do. And even AB to his credit, you know, when Ben improvised and broke a tackle and rolled out, those guys knew what he was thinking and wanted to do and found mm-hmm. ways to get open. And Friermuth started to do that last year that like when the play would break down, he kind of knew what Ben was looking for and was finding ways to get open. Um, so I think Fryermuth kind of has that innately to be able to have that sort of, you know, ESP with the quarterback. Yeah. Um, and, and I think as he develops it with Pickett more, it'll get even better. Um, you know, I think just because they were both rookies and were both kind of down on the depth chart in the preseason, Pickett and Pickens had a lot of, you know, throwing and catching and a lot of like working on the timing things together. And that's always the big change when you bring a new quarterback in is how much have they practiced with the starting receivers and how is their timing, right? Like that ball to Claypool, if he understands Claypool's speed, does he throw it to the sideline instead of to the hashes? Or does he, you know, or or I guess it was more on the numbers, but you know what I mean? Like he could have led him a little more. Claypool basically had to stop and leap for the ball rather than trying to catch it in stride. So, you know, but but I think those things just get worked out over time. Um, and you know, there's no substitute for reps and experience. And right now, we've got a young receiving core, a young offensive line, 
a young running back and a rookie quarterback. Like this offense, it there's going to be some growing pains and it's going to take time, but they really have the opportunity to kind of all grow up together if they can all gel together and do it. I think that's well said. A lot of youth going on on that side of the ball. Um, I, I thought Friar Muth seemed to be one of his favorite targets right off the bat. Um, but clearly he's not afraid to go deep to his, to his receivers either. Um, so, um, hey, coming would... back to real quickly, I just want to say one thing because yeah, Ryan yeah. brought up the out schemed, out schemed. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. no it's one of the point. things, one of the things that, that Minka said is they made adjustments in the second half in the fourth quarter in particular, and we didn't make adjustments. Mm-hmm. And that is very telling to yep. me. It's like, okay, you had a long-ass drive. Now you're only up by three points. You need to make some adjustments. Even if you've got to call a timeout in the middle of that second drive and go, okay, we're going to change things up. You do it. You don't keep going back to, well, this is our game plan and we're going to stick to it. We think this is the way to – what the fuck? Why? Why? That, that, that's just stubbornness that I don't understand. I, I don't, I, I, you know. We, but yeah, we, I mean, especially we, when you see the fact that they have changed what they are doing, you got to make changes too. Right. You got to match it. But we, we, we sorry, still that now. God. No, you're fine. I'm good. You talked about Tomlin maturing as a coach or whatever earlier. Mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. and I, and evolving. Evolving, sorry, maturing. That's a natural maturation process that any young yeah. player goes through. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, and things of that nature. Yeah. So, be, but you like, paint with a broad brush. Like, like and, and, and you I'm got red paint, you paint your bar red. So last, so, so last week, the Patriots went to overtime in Green Bay. Uh huh. And I mean, David versus Goliath, right? To me, hey, Joe, that was all Kila. about coaching. That was all about coaching. That's all Belichick, right? Am I wrong by saying that? No, you're not wrong. The, 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 they the, lost Brian Hoyer. Yep. They didn't have Mac Jones. They put Bailey Zapp in it. Yeah. And it's like, and they went to overtime in Lambeau. Like to me, that's all Belichick. And then you got Andy Reid. After that, who's who's arguably the best coach in the league after those two guys? I don't think Andy Reid's that great. I think Andy Reid has great players. Okay, fine. Whatever. It's I'm just a, saying. Is, but 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 no no. But is Tomlin not like that next layer? Yeah, and, and I've always a good said coach. That. Yeah, I've right. always I've always said there's that there's that so, tier behind Belichick that was like Tomlin, Carroll, Harbaugh, Harbaugh, um, okay, fine. Uh, uh, Peyton, and and Andy Reid. I kind of put in that tier because until he got yeah. Pat Mahomes, he didn't really right. win anything. Right, so, exactly. I mean, he had a, a lot of really good players in Philly. And he couldn't. He just couldn't do it. Okay, so yeah. then at what point does Tomlin look over across the field and say, "All right, Robert Sala." No disrespect, my guy. We're in the we're we're right. in the same we're in the same exactly. fraternity. We're in the I, same fraternity. Yeah. But I've been around I this is my you know 16th rodeo. It's like, come on, like, like, like it that's, like it's a good point. I want to be like like you walk over to Terrell Austin and be like, Terrell, listen, I know you're from Sharon. I know you went to Pitt. I know you're a good guy. But here's what the fuck we're gonna do right now because right. you're not putting our guys in position. And like I feel like I feel like maybe maybe not so much Reed, but like I feel I feel like I feel like 
Belichick would just go over to whoever he needed to and just be like, this is what we're doing. I'm going to live by the sword, die by the sword. And yeah. you know what? I'll take the blame if we lose. Yeah. And I feel like there's not enough of that from Tomlin, even though Tomlin is literally an elite company. Like I agree with everything you just said. Holy shit. Oh, wow. I agree yeah, with Ryan finally. completely. Cheers. Well, it, would would you well, also you're say though, Mason next? So it's fine. Would you also say though too that that Bill Belichick basically looked at his office and said, "We're going to run the fucking football, and I don't care what it takes." And maybe the Steelers and, should do that to try I, to help Kenny Pickett. <laughs> wouldn't it be nice? It because would be helpful the, the if Patriots they could actually generate care. a a productive fucking running game. So before yeah. I went off the rails here, what were you going to ask, Mark? No, sorry. <laughs> no, I was, was just I was off. just making the point that that. I mean, Belichick is committed to the running game. He he will run the ball over and over and over and over. He does not care what anybody thinks about. Yeah, I was I, just before I started talking about Minka. What were you going to ask me? Oh, I remember. Oh, I know. Yes, what I was going to ask you was uh, the, the offensive line is, is looking better. Yeah. What, what was your assessment on Sunday? Uh, the right side of the line run blocked. Pretty well. The rest of the line didn't. Okay. Um, I thought they they pass blocked pretty well. However, mm-hmm. they were not good at picking up the, the blitz. Um, they left some gaps open, and you had guys standing there not blocking anybody. There was no molly blocking. So it wasn't like people were, were looking, head in the swivel, going, okay, there's nobody coming to my gap. There's somebody coming over an open gap over here. They, right. they overloaded the other side. Should I swing around and, and, and grab that guy? They weren't great at picking up the blitz. So Pickett took some hits he shouldn't have taken. Uh, Mitch sucks and keeps stepping out of the pocket. I don't know why he does that. It, He's it, late with the ball, too. That, too. He's holding on to the ball for too long. Yep. Um, but it's a quick passing scheme, which should theoretically help the offensive line. Um, and it, within that that framework, they are performing pretty well as a pass blocking unit. I I can't say that this is a unit that can give a quarterback four seconds no. in a, on a pass play. I, I don't believe that. Um, but I will say this for them positively: they seem to be getting better each week. And as long as I see, as long as I continue to see progress from this unit, I'll be encouraged. And I keep seeing it. So, you know, hopefully it's just a question of these guys gelling together, you know, and, and becoming at least at least a competent offensive line. If they get to the point where they are a top 15 line by the end of the season, that is a huge jump, huge over last year, where they were awful, god-awful. Well, and it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if, you know, we like drafted an offensive tackle and a center and, you know, a couple other pieces too. But yeah, yeah. The, um, the, the, yeah, go ahead, Ian. Uh, the, the other thing I'll say too, you know, that I noticed was like after Pickett came in, it seemed like, you know, even when guys blew blocks, like he was going over to them before the snap and like trying to talk to them and like pump them up and kind of tap them on the head, be like, all right, get them next time. You know, I'm, I'm still here. Like after he took that big shot and, you know, got the ball off to Fryermuth. You know, he, yeah, he jawed at the at the defender mm-hmm. a little bit, but he went to his lineman too and was kind of like, you know, a fucking protect me. 
B, like fucking protect do better me. next time too. You know, that it's like, you know, I, I think he has a little bit of that. And, and you saw it like his post-game comments with the throw to Claypool, like him talking to, you know, Fryermuth and some of the other guys on the field that were just like his communication out there, his body language is so much better. It's night and day from Mitch. It, it that is. I think just having somebody out there who's going to be like, motivating the guys a little bit and not just like a stick figure that is gonna like actually help the play of the offense too because you know that's really what they need to do they need to go out there and kick somebody's ass up front like you know just go out there and beat the shit out of the guy in front of you and really this offseason like that was the message they were sending right they're like oh yeah we're gonna go out there we're gonna we're gonna be physical we're gonna beat people up and you know, through the first couple of games, they weren't doing that. But after, and I don't want to put it all on picket, like swinging the tide, but it did give that offense a spark and the line blocked a lot better after he did. It seemed to play better for the first, the, yeah. for the third the quarter. quarter. Then, in the fourth that, quarter, they played awful. Isn't that a concern though? To me, it is. They didn't, they didn't like, like you get, you get up for one guy, but you don't get up for the other. Like, like PFF that, is a joke, Joe. You know, I mean, it, like to me, like it's. I agree. Listen, I'm not blind. I saw it. I get exactly what Tomlin was saying. I, I, but like, they didn't have that same energy for Mitch, but they no. had more energy for Kenny. And I'm yeah, just like, did. well, shit. You know, maybe the maybe the guy maybe the oh man, this game is so terrible. But it's, maybe, it's, it's almost maybe. like saying that when Mitch is on the field, it's more of like a business like approach. When Kenny gets on the field, it's like, all right, here we go. You know, yeah, it, and, and it's just to a me, different feel altogether. And to me, like, to me, like, oh, uh, Mitch is what a five-year veteran, six-year, six, six, this is six, his six year. year. So you're getting more excited about a rookie that's never done shit in this league versus no, versus be... a six-year veteran. It's yeah. kind of like, Ugh, at, I, don't know, I don't know, what that, I don't know I what mean, that says. When Trubisky scored a touchdown, he kind of got up and was like looking around, like, "Oh, this is great." I mean, whereas Pickett scores a touchdown running the ball, he's spiking the football, he's staring at the crowd, he's firing everybody out. I mean, <laughs> you you can't have anything more different than what those two. I were. agree. It's not. It's been night and day. It you, has you've got to bring a little a little bit of emotion to excuse me the game if you you're do. going to lead a team. You, you do. I, I you think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just, I mean, just, if yeah. you have, if you're extremely talented, like I'm going to be frank, like Eli Manning was, okay, you can get away with that shit. If you're not like Mitch Trubisky is, then uh, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Eli Manning right now that slayed the dragon not once but, but twice. twice. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I he's agree. a Hall of Famer just for that. In my no, book. He, he is a Hall of Famer. He absolutely is. And he's got two rings, you know. Speaking of which, the best tweet I saw this week said that Giselle joined the club of Eli Manning and Nick Foles of guys that took yeah. rings away from Tom Brady. That was fantastic, wasn't it? It was, it was so good. It was so damn good. Outstanding. 
Uh, hey, quick message uh, that uh, just to remind you, we are presented oh, by Deck Brewing. Tequila almost went down the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> of South Florida, Deck serves Broward in the Southern Palm Beach counties. Whether it's commercial, industrial, residential, multifamily. Or condos, contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. .com. And, and hey, uh, they're busy. You know, they had a little hurricane go through there. Now, not not so hell. much where they are, but believe me, John Deck is busy breaking in the dough, baby. I'll bet the, uh, I bet the cost of roofing supplies has gone through the fucking roof. Too. Oh, it's been nuts, man. It's been nuts. And and while, while we're just kind of doing this. Ian, uh, not the hurricane. Uh, not the hurricane. Yeah, Ian, not the hurricane. <laughs> Uh, Scarps, when did you want to do your long distance dedication? Did you want to do oh, that? Oh yeah, camp? yeah. I mean, we so need our, we need some engagement here. I mean, okay, I know I'm annoying, and I know that my panelists know I'm annoying. So annoying. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna end. Maybe we should end the show with it. Sounds good. Um, and then we'll, spots we'll, to number four this week, and then we'll then we'll see how the engagement <laughs> is with it, and maybe we can bring it back next week. Maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. Actually, I think what you should do is the uh, like like the ESPN NFL power rankings. You know, okay. you know, up to nothing. I typed it up. Week. I'm ready to go. Look at this guy. He's got <laughs> notes. Holy shit! I'm like Casey. I'm like Casey. RIP. I'm I'm ready to go. Unbelievable. Good stuff, right there. Well, Jeff, we yeah, checked well. with Whitney, and yes, she does. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's check up. Nation. Nation. Uh, okay. Three spots this week. I, I, I've got to get four. to this. I've got to get to this because it's been it's been irritating me all week. <laughs> Why in the hell? Mark is easily irritated. Yes, I'm bold and agitated. Why in the hell did we get a first down on a beautiful throw, 26-yard gain to Pickens? It's the clock is counting down to four minutes left in the game. We're up by three. We're in field goal range. Why in the hell did we hurry to the line and snap the ball so quickly? This was, was the play. Decision. This was the play that that uh, Pickett made a very poor toss to Jalen Warren and ended up losing us five yards. And then the next play was the interception. Yeah, I I, I don't know if that was Pickett or that was the off, the offensive coordinator. What do you? I, I, th- that's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I, I mean, uh, youthful enthusiasm. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> maybe I mean, isn't the job know. there to burn clocks? Slow. The fuck yes. down. Yeah. Let it get down to two or three seconds. Snap the ball. Yes. You have first and ten. You're already in Boswell's field goal range. That'll at least get you up by six. So they got to score yeah. a touchdown. It's game. Like, game. Yeah. It's game. And and I just, you know, and I the mean, one... we can talk all day about the interception and hit Firemuth in the hands, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that's what I go back to. The, the one and... thing I'll say in defense of it is – if you have a mismatch on the field, right? If you have them in base and you have a wide receiver and you have your three receivers on the field, or if you have them in nickel and you want to run the ball, whatever it is, if you have them in a mismatch set and you don't want them to be able to substitute, you can hurry up to the line, right? but then do what Roethlisberger did, run that muddle huddle, muddle huddle. get up to the line, call the play at the line and still take the clock all the way down. Absolutely. So Agreed. that's, that I think is the if you have a personnel mismatch that you like, that's the move there is keep that personnel mismatch on the field, but also burn a bunch of clock. Yes. I, I agree with all of that. And I, I think that would have been the play. I just, I saw him going up to the line and I thought that's exactly what they were going to do. And then they snapped it. I'm like, Holy shit. In my opinion, 
that it, <laughs> I've had a couple opinions tonight, but in my opinion, to to me, that was both Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett still I, thinking they were in college. <laughs> still thought they were uh, Pitt Panthers. Maybe. Well, they weren't together as Pitt Panthers, but right. yes, the, the, yes. If 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 Matt if Matt Canada. Uh, you know, got lightning in a bottle when it came to his success at Pitt and then Kenny Pickett his senior year. I truly thought that, like, especially when they were hurrying up, like, I thought that they were like, you know what, we're going to win this and we're because we're better. And you know what? Execution is more important than betterness. And and, and it was the the pitch to me. And that's just me. As much as Najee, as much as Najee has disappointed me this year, I want him in that situation. I don't want Jalen Warren getting a toss out or a pitch or whatever. I want Najee running the ball, especially again, un- under five minutes in the game. Mm-hmm. You got to get points on the board. Give me Najee. I don't need no fancy shit, right? I get that. And then his worst throw of the day was that throw to Fryermuth. And and granted, good, good you know, listen. The Jets made a nice play as well, they but did. I am not going to put Muth in that position. And 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 here's and here's here's the other thing I want to say about Pickett. Fans are already making excuses for him, and I understand it. But don't make Stop excuses coming. for him because oh, you know, it was right in Muth's hands. That's a tough catch. That's like I mean, catch. I ain't yeah. never made that catch. You definitely never made that catch. <laughs> like, I mean, like, 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 give him a little bit of a break. So, but it was catchable, Scar. It was catchable. It was so catchable. Was the pool, so it was the Claypool ball. The Claypool so, ball was even more catchable. Yes. Fuck. So yes, and and Claypool has a year on on move. Yeah. Right. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but that whole sequence was just like okay. If you're an experienced coordinator you're going to know what to call in that situation. And, and, and to me, that that's what that's what cost them the game. And I know the defense sucked, yep. but that's what cost them the game. I, I still go back to the fact that those last two drives by the defense, allowing them to, to, to drive a combined 21 plays for uh, 146 yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. You just can't fucking do that that if you want to be if you're if you're an elite defense you don't do that if you're a good defense you rise to the moment and you don't do that that doesn't happen and that was some shit and i you know we've talked about it before the 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 coverage calls were shit um the the linebackers both chasing the play action was awful um you know letting tight ends just run into the middle of the field for long gains can't do that that can't happen i just i the defense was really disappointing to me in the fourth quarter really really disappointing one of the last tactical things i did want to talk about tonight was was the linebackers uh in in ian i'll I'll start with you robert spillane is I mean, we're seeing these alignments with Spillane, Bush, and Miles Jack on the field at the same time. We're seeing uh, Spillane. Some of those they're using Spillane as like an edge rusher, which is kind of weird. Like, I think they're trying to do too much to make up for the loss of TJ Watt. They're also, 
running nickel on the goal line. There was a play on the goal line that they took Montrevious Adams out and brought Arthur Millette in. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing right now? It's a goal line set. They have yeah. three tight ends in the game. Three t- right. It's not like they had three or four receivers. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't know. I just don't understand it. And believe me, the crowd knows it too. They see it. Um, when Spillane starts coming in, you can already hear the groans. Um, and, and, and look, we've all said that Spillane has gotten way more out of himself than, um, than, yeah, he's an overachiever. Yeah. Than most, but he, he just is a liability in some of the situations. And I, I just don't get what they're seeing. Ben, I think what's going on. I think the thought is that they've, they got burned last year with teams running draw plays on like third and 15 and picking them up. So they put Spillane in basically as a running game spy or an extra rusher, almost like they used to use Vince Williams as like an extra pass rusher in those situations where you take a lineman out and bring a corner or or, and bring an extra defensive back in and they put Spillane in there and rush him as like the fourth rusher. The, The problem is the problem is too, they're not, they're not blitzing, right? They're just bringing no. four rushers. It, yes, they're mixing up which four guys it is, but they're still just bringing four every play. And so it's not, yeah, the, the defensive scheme needs adjusting, and that falls back on Terrell Austin. Um, so I am, I, I, maybe I'm more critical of Austin than anyone else has been so far, but I think he deserves a lot of criticism for yeah, kind of how this guy's track record isn't exactly glowing. No, I'm just, you know, I, I think that he is deserving of criticism. There's no question. He yep. has failed to make adjustments in key moments this season. Um, playing Robert Splane on third down when you need a coverage linebacker is an awful decision. I don't get it. I don't get that at all. And that's that's when Splane is playing. He's playing in these in these these off-base defenses where you've got substitutions and he's coming in to cover someone, to be an extra cover linebacker in a, yeah. in a short zone. Yeah. So basically it's like, okay, well, let's just make sure that the guy who's closest to 41 catches the ball because that's a guaranteed gain. I, it, yeah, scarps. They, they don't have anybody. Well, that's okay. a part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, if I, if I had to put money on it, I would want Miles Jack on, on right on the eligible. Yeah. But Miles Jack can't do everything. No, um, he can't. So that being said, and I do, I do, I do agree um, with the you know with the with the fans that are saying, what about Mark Robinson? I, I don't know what Mark Robinson can do in coverage. I, I don't He's know. He's not good in coverage. I, and that's the thing. So, like, Mark Robinson is so going to like, be a good special teams player, and he's going to be a good, you know. Good run stopper. So yeah. Then, so, First and second down yeah. linebacker. Oh, looks like Garrett Bowles is. Okay, let's put it this way. Mark Robinson is going to be Vince Williams in coverage. So that's a, Ooh, so that's yeah. the thing. It's like, it's like. <laughs> So like Tucker, Tucker, it's okay. It's okay. Tucker, Tucker, good boy, junior. It's okay. Um, but it's like, okay. So you put a Mark Robinson and see the same results. Like at least, at least Bobby Spillane, not only does he do good work fixing your HVAC, um, he also <laughs> shows up on Sundays. Um, yep. <laughs> so it's just like, 
you know, they they just they don't have they don't have a lot of options there, and I, I do understand it, but you know, uh, yeah, Miles well, Jack, Miles no, Jack is a pleasant surprise. They're limited. Um, not that Miles Jack wasn't good ever, right. but right. he's just done he's done very well, but he can't do it all, and like they're just. They're limited in many ways. I, I I agree. They are. They're doing the best they can with what they have. And uh, before we get to our predictions for this weekend, uh, we do oh, have a, a special appearance that? from Mr. Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem has just entered the building, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, he's going to give us a very important announcement. <clears throat> and now it's time for one of our favorite parts of American Top Forty: the long distance dedication. <laughs> Ryan from Pittsburgh writes, Dear Casey, it's a good thing I wasn't drinking last Sunday because there wasn't enough beer in the tri-state area that could have drowned my sorrows after watching the Steelers implode against the goddamn Jets. But I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Just kidding. I'm not programming paid me to say that. So the optimistic side of me is eager to see Kenny Pickett Build off his NFL debut as he makes his first career start in Buffalo. Casey, I don't know if you know this, but Kenny Pickett was the first the Steelers' first round pick, and he went to Pitt, so he's automatically better than every other quarterback in the league. He's well <laughs> on his way to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This is it, Casey. Well, Ryan, first and foremost, thanks for being a smartass. <laughs> Secondly, you're in for a real treat because our next song is This Is It by our own Kenny, Kenny Loggins. (laughs) (laughs) Off his his 1979 album, Keep the Fire, This Is It moves up eight spots. Get it? Eight spots. (laughs) To number 11. Well played, Casey. Holy uh, shit. And, and I know Ben's, ben, Ben's with me on this one. We're old enough to remember when This Is It was the theme song to the uh, NCAA Final Four. Yeah. Uh, that that was it. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, what did Freak say here? Uh, oh, that was so good. If anybody gives a shit, I will do one of those every week. <laughs> I, that you was have great. To now. You have to However, <laughs> it also was... Uh, who the fuck was it? It was, oh God, who was this? The 49ers safety who got his finger cut off. Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott yep. mentioned the fact that they kept playing This Is It over and over and over and over and over again in the locker room before their third Super Bowl win. Really? Yes. I had never heard that one before. Yep. That's good stuff. I didn't know it. Uh, let's hit to uh, predictions this week. The Steelers will travel to Buffalo. You're a it's a dick. One, I don't want to say this. It's a 1 p.m. Eastern kick up there at Highmark Stadium in Buffalo, New York. Orchard Park. Uh, I'm going to start with... I'm going last. Give me a minute. I need, <laughs> need All right, we've thoughts. had a request for Casey Kasem to go last. Uh, Ian, start us what? off with your me. prediction. I need Why me? Um... All right. Um, oh, crap. 
I'm going to stall while I think about this. Hey, Joe, is your icon the Clareton Bears football helmet? Because if yeah, it is, that's it awesome. Is. He, he oh, went to Clareton himself. Oh, that's, that's great. Unbelievable. Joe, Joe is a big Clareton Bears fan. In fact, I would say that Joe's fandom for the Clareton Bears eclipses his fandom for the Steelers. And I, I think that's tragic, and he needs to he needs to really examine his priorities. That's pretty fucked up. But uh, that's the way he know. feels about it. Clareton's pretty awesome. Like if you've ever been to a game there, it's it's pretty awesome. I mean, they yeah, have a parade yeah. before the game up the hill. It's it's pretty pretty cool. I mean, I remember I was tweeting about Tyler Boyd when he was a freshman in high school. So that's I feel right. old. Um, anyways, yeah. Um, the the Killer T's won four straight state titles. They won they their high school career. They were sixty three and one. They lost their first game their freshman year, then won sixty three in a row. How the hell can um, you see that, Ian? What? That's crazy. How can you that's see crazy. Joe's? It's anyway. on the. It's on the. It's in the chat. I can um, see it, but it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. tiny. It's All tiny. right. Oh, Aaron, hey, what did I miss? What did I hey, miss? Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Party, man. You missed the tequila, Aaron. Hey. All right. I'm going to go. Ian's predictions. That's what. Yeah. All right. You know, I think I think Kenny is more capable than Mitch of actually putting the ball in the end zone. The okay. Bills' secondary is almost as injured as our secondary. Yeah. Um, okay. The Bills' front seven's pretty good, though. Yeah. The Bills also have a damn good quarterback and a damn good receiving core. Like, I really don't know who's going to cover Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis and all the other guys. So, um, I'm going to go Bills 38, Steelers 21. So, we're not going to cover the 14-point spread, but okay. I'll go 38-21. But we will put three touchdowns on the board. Okay. Which Very is good. like equal to the total that Mitch put up in three games. So, yeah. Uh, ben Anderson, your selection for Fuck this week. you, Mark. I don't even want to say this. Uh, <laughs> as has been mentioned already, um, probably not. The Bills have the number one passing defense mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they are injured, but they are very good, not just because they have good cover players, also because they have good guys up front who can yes. pressure yes. the opposing passer. The Steelers do not have a great pass-blocking offensive line. I don't care what PFF says. They don't. Okay, I doubt very much that they can give a guy three and a half or four seconds. That's what it's going to take to win this game. All right? Um, run game, run blocking, not great for the Steelers. Uh, run defense for the Bills, pretty fucking good. Yep. Um, Steelers, entire defensive backfield being dinged up versus an outstanding passing offense. Not so great running deep offense, but outstanding, outstanding yeah, they, they passing offense. Um, I'm a little concerned. And um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bet the over. It's 46 and a half. Bet the over. Bet the over. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Bills 34, Steelers 21. Okay. All right. Only four points lower than me. Not bad. All right. Scarps? Oh, was it four points lower? I said 38, 21. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. I talked about trusting my gut earlier on the show. Um, Trusting my gut. You know, yeah. if you go ahead and you and you predict the Steelers are going to lose two. Yes. So the Steelers are one and three, like my predictions, but uh, I haven't trusted my gut on those one and three. So I'm going to trust my gut here. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to say this. These are the moments that Mike Tomlin rises to the occasion. Rises to the the occasion. occasion. However, (laughs) this is not week one. TJ Watt is not playing. Uh, Uh This is going to be similar to that Kansas City regular season game last year. Oh, my God. Russell Wilson just threw an interception straight to number five for the Colts. I have no idea who that is. Anyway, uh, I am saying 35-13 Bills. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Hey, I just want to point out that I have a bet. um, And if the Steelers uh, win somehow by some miracle, I have to eat regular wings with ranch. You do? After the fact, yeah. Wow. I don't see it happening. I think it's a pretty good bet that Alicia's going to have to eat. I was just going to say, it must be with, Alicia. With blue cheese. Well, That is the bet. And she's probably going to lose. What's your go-to wing? Like, what do you mean He's regular wings? Un, un, unseasoned, no, unsawed. Hot, hot wings. Okay, okay. Like regular, like, none of this fucking chipotle lime shit. I mean, nah, just yeah, regular <laughs> fucking I got hot you, I got wings. You. Right. No, no pineapple, fucking. I I don't know. Anyway, pumpkin spice. Fair. I saw pumpkin spice wings the other day. What? Yeah. What? And That's I, communist. I, and it was from a place from a place in Buffalo. So immediately I tweeted Dell. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? He's like, I, you know, I don't know. I. We, yeah, Dell needs to get on that. That that just can't be. Um, pumpkin spice wings. I I was like, I think I'm gonna hurl. This is fucking yeah. disgusting. Uh. Okay, I, so Mark? I yeah. Here's what I think: uh, the the Bills have outscored their opponents sixty three to seven in the second half this year. Uh, that does not bode well for a team in which the defense usually is tired uh, by the middle of the third quarter. Uh, but but so we I, had Kenny Pickett. Well, and we he's do, God. We do have Everybody Kenny relax. <laughs> and right, I expect Kenny to throw for five or six TDs at, but, at least, uh, maybe seven, maybe seven, maybe seven. Break the rookie record. Uh, I, I, I think this will be closer than people think for a bit, but then I think, uh, at the end of the day, it ends up Buffalo 34 Steelers. Uh, I'm going to go Steelers 23, 34, 23. I think it's going to be a little different. Yeah. I think it's going to be curious. Just enough to keep people watching. A couple of field goals there. Maybe three. Yep. Yeah, and Joe wonders who the fuck eats pumpkin spice wings. We don't know, Joe. And you know, Joe, we don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, it, hey, it sounds pumpkin it spice. Sounds it's revolting. not the wing itself, right? Uh, a couple of thank yous out there. First of all, to uh, Hall of Famer Rick, uh, who uh, was was awesome again as a host to us. Uh, got us on the field this weekend. Um, I, I, so I just, terrible. I'm truly amazed at the size of these people and the quickness of these people. Um, every time I get down there, but my son hadn't had that opportunity. And, and so we're grateful for that. Obviously, thanks to uh, yeah. my buddy, Craig, our buddy, Craig, uh, for the seats. And, uh, thank you to, um, uh, Lenny and Cindy and Whitney over at the Renegade Tailgate. They do a fantastic job. Kevin Dotson's dad came over there and did the raffle uh, numbers. He's hilarious. Nice. Uh, had a chance to meet uh, Alex Highsmith's dad too. Super, super, super guy. And uh, so a lot of, a lot of thank yous and stuff to go out there. But um, anyway, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight, guys. Thank you for uh, 
overtime. This game's about to go into overtime. I thought this we were going to overtime. We're, I thought we were going to do three hours game. again. Didn't you say we three hours? We fucking three hours. I can tell you that. <laughs> three <laughs> hours. Three hours of entertainment. Yeah, three this, hours. Here's this, the thing. Mark can leave. This game and is definitely going, going into overtime. Yeah, you assholes can keep going. Uh, what what is the scarps? What is the score of the Thursday night it's game? It's nine six Broncos, and 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 Russell Wilson threw an interception in the end zone, and now the Colts are driving, and they are, they, are already in field goal range. Are they playing <laughs> the or something? This is going to be nine nine going into overtime. The worst game in NFL history. And fucking, and I don't know about that. I've seen actually, actually, here's one. Uh, uh, the, the freshman football game tonight at the high school that I, I teach at finished the, the freshman game 0-0. Zero, zero. Wow. So, yeah, my buddy has coached for almost 30 years. It's the first time he's ever had that happen. Uh, he texted me a little while ago, and I'm like, holy shit. It's not even raining, snowing, nothing here. But anyway, 0-0. Zero, zero Matt game. Ryan might be dead, but that's okay. <laughs> there was, that's there, all right. There was a there was a <laughs> – uh, a Whippeal championship game a few years ago. It was in the rain that ended two to nothing. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. The, both both teams like just kept fumbling the ball. There's like Jersey Mike's a day. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, th- did you just say Russell Wilson looks like he eats a lot of Jersey Mike's? 85 Jersey Mike's a day. You know, he gets the, the Capicola, he gets, the <laughs> he gets a turkey. He does. He looks a little plump. Now, by no means do I have a good body, but well, I mean, that, that guy yeah. gets paid like fifty million dollars. Get gets paid, gets paid fifty million dollars a year. I mean, I'd be in better shape. Well, hey, hey, here's you one called be... "Let's oh, Get I Physical." Really, I really do love. Yeah. All right, I'm getting out of here. You idiots are out I really control. am loving this shit. Uh, you've been listening to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Sponsor. Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers! Ravens suck. American top forty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're only one game out of first.